Uh, I said it must be podcasting, bro. The pump coming in the the pump coming in the the pump. The pump coming in the the pump coming in the the pump. So I'm trying to blow more. So I'm trying to stay alive. Oh, uh, bitches on my dick, bitches. Jordy Cave Man, bitches. Oh, uh, bitches on my dick, bitches. Jordy Cave Man. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. Hi. Alright, so we're recording. <clears throat> Welcome to the Podcasting Bro Christmas Special 2016. <laughs> with? With uh, Yolo Plata. I've, I've outgrown the AKAs. I feel more I feel more grown up, so let's move. And? I'm the fitness hipster. And? Little Brune. Boom. <laughs> Little Brune. The three wise men are in the building. Yeah, it's, Joe, I, I was thinking on the, on the way here before during the call how long it's been since I was since I did one of these. It's been a while, right? Yeah, I think you guys. Well, it's been a while between each episode, but uh, since I was on, I think it's been three years. <laughs> really? Yeah, three years. Three years, yeah. Because I, I, I was thinking the last time we were all in the same room together, other than Hattie's wedding, was the podcast. And I, I couldn't remember yeah. when that was. So that was three years ago. It was, yeah, it was. Wow. Shit done that's, changed. That's a shame. Yeah, three years. A, ro- a, a ropey afternoon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three years. Indeed. Hey, let's not time, dwell. Time flies. Keep keeping it moving, as as any good host does. Uh, let's not dwell on the past. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm in uh, Holland. We've got Portland in the building, and we've got where are you? Where are you now, Broom? Little Broom? London. London. Okay. So we are we're split across the globe, and any news updates that come in, we'll be able to give you live, depending on where you are. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Working across three time zones. <clears throat> and we decided to get the band back together just just for one more Christmas special. Even though we haven't done one before, we thought we'd start. <laughs> we, this is the beginning of the end. An annual Christmas special. <laughs> Depending on how this turns out, I think we could probably get away with it. Yeah. So, yeah. who's got who's got something to say? <laughs> There's that, uh, Deciding where to start, I think, isn't it? But... <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> a rough intro. We'll get over it. An obvious, an obvious start could be the uh, the singing at your wedding at about five a.m. <laughs> singing? I think it was just sticking on a song in the uh, sticking a song on an i on an iPod and pretending. Oh it's... yeah, yeah, that was good. In the early hours. Last man standing. Yeah, we were. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was. In, I was very impressed with your Kaiser hideaway dancing, Adam. It still sticks out <laughs> in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to match it, to be honest. Yeah, just back against the wall and slide along it. Yeah, yeah. You, the, the back, the back against the wall is the image I have. But it wasn't a slide; it was a roll along the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, a, quick, quick, quick roll, but don't leave. Don't 
don't expose your behind for too long. Just a quick turn back, back to having your back against the wall. You kept the pressure on the wall. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah always, always. So, uh, wedding, so what, wedding shenanigans, and uh, yeah. like Adam, you you seem to have you know had a bit of momentum behind you with this this new venture of yours. Do you wanna do you wanna let us know what's going on with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, last time. I spoke to you guys on in this. I was still doing uh, CrossFit in Hong Kong, and then uh, yes. I, <laughs> and then I stopped doing that. I got an opportunity to do more like strength and conditioning with sports teams. So I left to a. Uh, I mean, primarily it was a member-based gym, but it was all SNC uh, with individual programming. But then they also did SNC for sports teams as well, like the Hong Kong rowing team and Hong Kong baseball and cricket and I went and helped those guys about for a year and then um, decided to leave that and then left Hong Kong as well um, but whilst I was there I started doing get ahead coaching which is more sports psych which I've I, I mean podcasting bro early episodes kind of showed that that was my real passion and uh, what I wanted to do so I um, got back involved with that and started that um, once I moved back to the UK, uh, I worked in a kind of aesthetics-based gym for a while whilst building it up, and now I'm back part-time doing a bit of CrossFit, and then the rest of the time doing my own venture, which is really good. Um, you know, you're only you're talking about like being motivated and pushing yourself. You should probably go off and do your own thing as well. <laughs> so. Um, uh, it's really exciting and really enjoying it and uh, hopefully soon just um, do that full time yeah yeah, yeah. You, so- you sound excited <laughs> uh, I yes. am I am put <laughs> <laughs> some pressure on you there aren't I <laughs> just say I'm just saying what everyone's thinking that's all <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Adam, how would you how would you analyze Matt Dahadi's uh, input into that conversation then, from a psychology <laughs> point of view? Classic older brother putting them down. <laughs> That's a classic older sibling just putting them down. As soon as, as, as he perks up a bit, just give him a little bit of a tap. <laughs> so, uh, the the content you've been putting out recently has been uh, pretty impressive, Adam. Like the branding and the way your message is coming through and stuff. So. Like, what, what has something changed? Are you just like uh, thinking, right, I'm going for it now and I, I, I want all in? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of the jump and build the parachute on the way down kind of thing. Just, yeah. just go for it and, uh, and um, uh, evolve as you, as you go instead of trying to. I mean, Big Brown actually helped a lot once when I was kind of trying to get things sorted before doing anything and and he actually said stop trying to be stop trying to get it perfect just just start yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw like yeah you're right just go for it so then um yeah just started got a few clients individual clients working with them a few seminars around the country and going into schools and things so it slowly just started to build but it's it's a difficult one because not only you're trying to convince people uh whether they need sports psychology or not, but there's also why you use me. So it's, you got to convince 
or tell people about what it is first. Things like nutrition, people understand straight away and then say, right, I need a nutritionist. I need yeah. some stuff like that. Whereas sports psychology, the first, the first thing is always, what is it? Uh, and so there's always this kind of explaining of what it is first and understanding of what it is exactly and then following that up with, right, now uh, that's what I do and, uh, and then trying to give more of a sales pitch behind it. But, um, so it is very new still and I think a lot, there is a bit of a stigma behind it, um, psychology, for some reason. So if, if I was a, an overweight 35-year-old woman, <clears throat> not far removed, uh, and I, you, you approached me or I approached you about sports psychology, how would you break it down for me, like as a total newbie, not understanding what all that world is about? Um, it's, I mean, first of all, it, it's not me telling anyone anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell someone what to do really it's more just trying to get a picture of their um their life and what they're going through and then trying to you know a lot of the time when they start to explain how what they're doing and what they're going through this because they haven't to be coherent and actually say it to another person a lot of the time they just come up with their own answers themselves because they're forced to actually come across as being coherent Uh, and it's that just that sort of um that person that's just putting a bit of accountability on them and saying, okay, explain yourself. And then as the space, they tend to answer their own questions a lot and realize things for themselves. Uh, but I think it, it does have a, you do have to be trained to know what, how to be that person that they just bounce ideas off. It's very easy, very easy sometimes just to go, I'll tell you what you need to do and just give them an answer. But people don't want that. They want to, they want pennies dropping and they want things to go, ah, oh, right, yeah, and, and answer things themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it, I mean, you can j- joke about it and you, you hear, uh, you, or you see on film psychologists that kind of just sit there and say nothing. And you go, what are you paying for? You're not, you're not, you don't actually do anything. You see them like doodling <laughs> and drawing pictures in the notepad and nodding and saying, yes, 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 yes. Um, but I mean, it is actually an important skill to let people just think themselves and come up with their own ideas and their own answers. Yeah. Um, Does that bleed through into normal conversations for you now? Yeah, it does a bit. Yeah, I think I, a lot of the time if someone says, or we're in a conversation, I'm standing there like really overanalyzing it. <laughs> and, yeah. Can you, can you give me an example of when you've done that last? Uh I could give an example, yeah. Um, I was speaking to someone about, I was having a conversation about um, about Persia and Iran. Uh-huh. And um, the, person, the person I was speaking to said, I don't know why a lot of Iranians say that they're Persian. Why don't they just say they're Iranian? Maybe it's because they don't want to say that they're Iranian. Um, and I basically came back and said, well, you can't say that. That's like a generalization from you. If if you think that the reason they say that is because they don't want to say they're, they're Iranian, that's probably your interpretation of why, and that shows a lot about your understanding. And it was just... Oh, shit! <laughs> it, was completely over, it was completely over everyone's head, and it was like, why are you being so defensive? I'm, I'm not, I'm actually just trying to like, go through the... You're, go through yeah, it. The, but it, that person was projecting. Projecting it. Perception is projection. And... Uh, and I was, and I just sort of thought, yeah, that was uh, way too. And, and it was, a, it was, a, it was a Christmas party, and we're standing there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, it wasn't needed. 
Are you National Front, mate? <laughs> yeah. Meet no, 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 you. Now you've opened that door, though. There's no going back. You, you, you've, you've moved through that door. You're, you're now, you're now cerebral. You're the kind of person that that has those conversations and actually seeks them out, or chooses not to have chit chat conversations at dinner parties and just waits for the waits for the bombshells. <laughs> yeah. Just dives in and goes in half. Yeah, I'm the guy who just stands there, just nodding, going yes, hmm. <laughs> yes, waits for his time, builds a case, and then just goes. <clears throat> fierce conversations only. Fierce conversations. I love it. Because the reason I ask Adam is because uh, recently I've been caught twice of putting out an idea which I blatantly haven't thought of before I spoke the words. So hadn't fleshed out the ideas at all. And then this, I was telling one dude after jujitsu, and then <clears throat> normally I get away with people just like either, you know, like ignoring their way through it and moving on or agreement. This time he asked questions. He poked holes in it. And I was like, oh, fuck. I haven't thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to come clean to him. I said, listen, mate, you know what? You've questioned me and I've realized that I haven't fleshed this idea out. So let's, let's do the exercise. So then by the end of the conversation, I was, I was back on my idea anyway. It didn't matter. But <clears throat> I just remember getting caught out twice. Trying to just trying to come across with an idea that I hadn't, I didn't even really care about, but I just wanted to say something. And then, yeah, uh, yeah he he sprung me. I, but his his profession is an auditor, not a not a, a coach or a psychologist. So I don't know whether they share traits, but I think he was looking for the details of my answers. Yeah, I think I had some <laughs> similar examples examples of that. Um, during a sort of Brexit in the US election where in this conversation I'd just sort of say a statement and then someone would just turn on me and go, you're completely wrong. I'd be like, oh. And then I realised, actually, that's not my opinion. That's just something I've heard. <laughs> that's, that's a link I saw on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, well, apparently, um, so since then I've started to say, like, um, instead of saying, oh, I read this on Facebook or whatever, or oh, I've saw this online. Always start with I've I've just read a paper that says <laughs> if you just say that everything's a paper, it's you get a bit more substance straight away. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 one of my favorite things at the moment is is is, is thinking. Of, I think the the more somebody becomes an expert of any conversation or any topic, the answer to any question is it depends. And I've <laughs> yes. found myself like. I found myself like arguing both sides of the story in conversations. So like someone will come to me and say, okay, what uh, should I be, you know, wh which, which protein should I be taking or something? And they ask for advice. And then I'll like give them both sides of the argument and kind of just end up leaving them with it and say, <laughs> you make your own mind up. Cause I don't know where I lie anymore. I've read that much on either side of the, not, not that I've, I'm like super knowledgeable about it, but I've just been through the process myself of thinking, okay, right. I'm that guy that needs to buy, I need a whey protein and I'm going to buy which is the best one and I do the research and I've been through that entire journey and now I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I don't even know anymore. Just <laughs> you guys make your own mind up. Matt, how many times have you been through that journey? <laughs> this week. <laughs> My man. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's, it's, but it's true. I'm sure, I'm sure that if you if you if you go to any expert in any field and ask them a general question that the 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 layman will ask, the answer is almost always it depends. You need if you want to if you want an accurate answer.
to any question in life, you've got to be so so specific that the question's almost null and void anyway. Or you've got to pay for it, right? Question. Yeah. Before before you're allowed to answer it, you have to really question their question until you find out exactly what they're asking. Then you can give them an answer. Yeah. If you yeah. if, if you give a, a specific answer to a general question, you'll probably find out that they can come back to you and say you're wrong. Actually, exactly, exactly. Do you, do you ever it's, find it's your, weird? Do you ever find yourselves getting sprung though, and not and like like you know that you should question and interrogate their question, right? That's part. Of the, that should be part of the conversation. But do you ever come away? And I'm obviously speaking from experience here. Do you ever come away and you've just like crumbled under the pressure, giving, giving them an answer, and then afterwards just realize how much shit that was? And <laughs> oh shit, I should have asked them this question, this question, and this question, and put it back on them. Like, how many times does that happen a day? <clears throat> it, it, do, it, it doesn't happen often, but when people ask advice, the, tr- the trouble is they're not. Sean, they're not. People, when people are asking you those questions, they're asked, they're not necessarily asking for the actual answer. Bro, they, they usually want some verification of what they're what they're already thinking. Bro, uh, no government names. We should have done a bit of housekeeping. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's Sorry what, that's that's what my that's why my Skype number is eighty three. One, yeah. one thing that one thing that I hate is when someone asks you a question, and then when you answer it, they then tell you what they think and what is actually the right answer. Because uh, they're not asking for advice. They're not asking for the answer. They're asking for yeah, uh, well, verification. A really, a really, an example of that which came into mind, last week someone asked me if um, kettlebell swing, it just said kettlebell swings on, a, on like a Metcon. And they went, is it overhead or not? Do you have to go overhead or not? And I went, um, let's just, no, just go Russian, just go to shoulder height. And they went, no, I think it's overhead. I think. We <laughs> and I went, well, if you want to go overhead, go overhead. And they went, but oh, is everyone going to go overhead? And I went, do you want everyone to go overhead? And they went, yeah, I think, well, that is what the workout is. I went, right, well, we're going overhead then. And I thought, that started off with you asking me, is it overhead or not? Yeah. Adam, Adam I, like, I'm no psychologist, like, but it's, I'm over it's, it. like, it's like, it's like you've got some anger issues there, bro. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, it, people. So if it's if it's a workout, you're like thinking like, okay, so why are we actually doing this workout in the first place? And then like the average punter who's asking that question is thinking, well, I'm just here to burn a few calories. And then you think, okay, and you go down the rabbit hole and you're like, well, actually, if you just want to burn some calories, is this really the best thing you need to be doing? Could you not yeah. just be out on a run? And then you think you could save yourself some time and some money by just going for a run at home or. And, they go, well, and then they like think like, well, why am I doing kettlebell swings at all? It's kind of like it's a rabbit hole. As soon as you start asking why you're doing something, it, the pe- people are, it's like on trend right now to lift weights and swing kettlebells and be functional. But what what's why are we uh, <laughs> why are we alive? <laughs> so why why are we why do people sit on that man? Uh... But uh, yeah, look, that's that's something I I was thinking about earlier after my day one of Ross training. <laughs> yeah, so Hillsprint, Hillsprint, Hillsprint's in the Netherlands, believe it or not, flattest country in Europe, and rope pull-ups. And then I got home, I was feeling amazing, and I was thinking, right, what could I do to like, you know, modify this? <laughs> 
Like instantly trying to think of making making it more complex. Did you what did you think? Hmm? What, what did you come up with? Adam, don't do that to me. You know I haven't fleshed that idea out. Similar to do the rope. <laughs> Supine grip on the rope. How did you do your uh, rope? What were you do? What? You say rope climbs? No, 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 no. Rope pull-ups. Ah, rope pull-ups. My, my, my rope's only two foot long. Right. <laughs> it wouldn't take long. Oh. Pay, pay, pay top dollar for it, though, of course. In a moment of PayPal madness. Well, what's your, what's, your, what's your goal from the workout? What do you want from it? I don't know. I just wanted to post it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I just want, it's training. I just, I just wanted a... Oh, sh- I just wanted a follow back from Ross training. Yeah. yeah. Is he still going? Bro, is he still going? He is setting the bar. Really? Yeah. Like, is I think he... I think your brother... Hang on, hang on. I think your brother's dropped off. Had enough. He's had enough. Now, Ross training is, like, elite. And is, he still in his, is he still in his garage going bonkers? He's going bonkers, like, doing all types of skipping that just can't be repeated. <clears throat> It must have evolved some way now. <laughs> but the, I genuinely had the thought, right? I thought, like, because with jujitsu, I've gone down the wormhole of, like, oh, what's the best training to, to supplement my jujitsu? And knowing the way my brain works, I've gone into multiple dimensions, right? And then I was thinking, like, I just got too, you know, when you get too complex and you're just like, oh, fuck it all, I won't do anything. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's me. Uh, and then I just see Ross training in the snow in like high tech hiking boots doing pull ups, and I'm like, oh fuck it, let's just copy that. Let's just let's just do a bit of what what he does. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, no, I don't really know. Like I, that's the that yeah. This you're gonna you're gonna shoot holes in me now. I don't really have a goal. I just need my oh. goal. My goal is to when I do go to jujitsu because I can't. Tra- I can only train twice a week is to be fit enough and uh, strong enough to not sit out at all. So when I go, I maximize my time there. Right. Makes sense? So I'm thinking hill sprints for the cardio and recovery, because that's like jujitsu. It's like a burst of recovery, burst of recovery. And then I'm um, like, uh, I was thinking rope climbs just because like you use your back so much and your grip gets fried just because you're holding arms or bits of ghee and whatever, whatever. So... That was my cobbled together program. But I'll probably wake up tomorrow and Google something else and do something else. Yeah. Do you find, do you find your motivation going up and down? Uh, this is an interesting topic. N- not really. Uh, motivation. Because, no, I was going to ask you a question, actually, about motivation. Because recently, or over the past couple of months, I've been, more, I've been hearing more and more people talk about discipline over motivation. And I didn't really place, I've never really placed the two together, but there's a couple of podcasts I listen to where they literally just talk about that. Like motivation is bullshit. Don't, that'll last you a week, maybe. Do you know what I mean? But discipline will get you up at 6am every morning doing the hill sprints, doing the rope pull-ups, regardless of your motivation. Yeah. And I was going to, I was going to speak to you about that because like, obviously when it, like to me, when I hear sports psychology, um, I think, oh, you know, that's going to help with your motivation maybe, or, you know, your impetus to do something. But 
Like, where, where are you on that scale? Are you leaning towards the motivation end or the discipline, or is it not really something that you're you're busy with? You're just tailoring it to individuals. Well, I mean, well, mot- motivations. Um, I wouldn't all of a sudden just start saying motivation is a bad thing. If that's what, if that's kind of what the sort of fad side of it is saying, don't do motivations rubbish. Well, that is rubbish because motivation is a word and it's very, it's very important. Yeah. But if you look at, I mean, one thing that well, I'll talk about is you, like, what is your source of motivation? And if you look at the source of motivation, how you get it, discipline has a huge role in it. Yeah. So I think uh, there's, there's typically you get two types of motivation. You get like away from and towards motivation. Um, people that are moving away from, if their source of motivation is to move away from something undesired, all right, they'll just say, take your, what your example, you had a 35-year-old woman who's overweight, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have her and she says, oh, I, I want to lose weight, she'll, she'll, her source of motivation is to move away from an undesired state. So she'll yes. move from it. And she starts to train and starts to get a bit of reinforcement. She starts to feel a bit better and lose a bit of weight. Her motivation will actually start decreasing because she's, she's getting what she wants. She's moving away. The problem is as soon as you move away from that, your motivation will drop off to a point where it'll level off and then it'll go. And then she'll actually start moving back towards her desired state. So if you look at motivation, if you plotted that in a graph, you'd see that motivation is yo-yoing. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. The problem with that is that the original source of motivation is to move away from something. And that's the issue. If your motivation is to move towards something, all right, you tend to, your, your level, it'll level off or keep going up or keep rising. Um, and to ensure that you have, you're always moving towards something, you always have to have goals. Uh, so if you have like long-term, short-term, medium, um, daily goals, you'll always be moving towards something daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And that's where I think discipline comes in. So in order to make sure you have motivation, you have to be disciplined in that you always have constant goals. Right. Yeah. So I, I think they kind of go side by side. I think the, what you were saying was getting motivation from someone. So if I go and watch Rocky and all of a sudden I'm really pumped up and I go, right, tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym. And then the next morning I wake up and I go, actually, uh, I'm not bothered. Yeah. Just because of the film I watched last night. If, you, if it's motivation in that sense and when you're getting it from someone else, that's not a good thing, no, because you're relying on someone else to be motivated as opposed to creating motivation on, through, through discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, uh, hang on. Say, it, speak again. Your mic's a bit crap. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, have you got a sock over your iPad? No. Oh. I'm on my. Uh, I've got my headphones on. So. Do you want me to? Do you want me to say all that again? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. I'll bring it on the top. I'll call back in. Yeah. Uh, just, just unplug your headphones, Matt. No, Adam, oh, he's gone. Uh, Adam, I think you're right. <clears throat> I, what, what you just said, that makes sense. I think, once again, I hadn't really fleshed out the idea, which is uh, that basically, yeah, I think you've nailed it there. When, you, when you're moving away from something and versus moving towards something, that, that's bang on. Yeah. Um, I got a, I've been doing like a, an app where you um, 
you, you try to do five minutes of learning a language a day. Right. Uh, and what, what was, it was really interesting because I found my motivation. Like I was interested on that. And um, at the end of each day, you get like a little, like a medal. And it just basically makes a sound. It says that you're on a run, you're on a streak. And it gives you a thing saying you're on a two day streak, you're on a three day streak, you're on a four day streak, you're on a five day streak. And yeah. then you get like these medals and stuff. And I was really enjoying it. Um, and then all of a sudden I, I missed a day and it just completely dropped away. Like I lost all that thing. Um, I lost my motivation because I was like, oh, like I've missed my streak. And then you, I quickly realized that it, I was really motivated by keeping that streak and like getting that sort of momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they sort of gamified it then, right? I guess. Yeah, they had, yeah. They made it into a kind of a game where you get lots of rewards daily. Yeah. It wasn't, a, you know, I wasn't waiting for the end of a term to then have a test. I was getting lots and lots of daily, like, well done, fantastic, you've done it. Uh, and it was quite easy for me to get daily. But over the course of a week or a month, I actually had progressed quite a lot just off my little daily goal uh, of just five minutes. So, uh, in- interesting. Did you get back on the horse then? Are you, like, doing it? But you're just finding that pattern repeating, or have you just completely written it off? No, I, I have, but I, I, I'm not. I don't have the same. Um, I don't have, not to the same level I was at the very beginning. But I'll, I'll go in and out of it. And out, but I've, that first sort of winning streak thing, I, I really, uh, really got me hooked. Yeah. Uh, but it was just interesting going along side by side and like thinking about myself and going, right, this is really interesting to my motivation because I'm loving getting these streaks yeah. and keeping this going. But if yeah. I miss a day or miss two days, what would happen? And then that day actually came and it just completely dropped off until I got a little reminder saying, we're missing you. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, all oh, right, I need to get this done. So it's just, it's just really interesting um, how motivation works. Because uh, they do a similar thing uh, on the <clears throat> Headspace app. <clears throat> Where they'll yeah, do, which seems sort of counterintuitive that they reward you for meditating in a weird way, I guess. But they do exactly that. You get a badge for hitting like three days, five days, 10, 15, 30. And if you hit 30, you can gift a free month to someone. So it's like, it's pretty, it's a pretty cool prize, right? You know, if, if you want to share. But <clears throat> what, I, what I've noticed is that, because in my head, I think, uh, like I, I was also guilty of being like, ah, oh, I've got to get to 10, I've got to get to 15, don't want to break it. And then what I do is, <clears throat> and I think I spoke to somebody else I know about this as well, who, who actually turned me on to this, um, this app, a music producer back from Wales. He said, oh yeah, you know, like, I just want to keep the streak going, which whatever, right, whatever make it works, whatever makes it work for you. But he said, sometimes it will be like, the day will almost be over. And because I don't want to break the streak, I'll just do like three minutes rather than 10 or 15 or more. And then you get guilty of just like ticking the box or, you know, maybe not even paying attention or just like being distracted or which is totally not the point. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I think it's better if you just like ignore it, move on, start again tomorrow. But because they do this token thing on the 5, 10, 15, 30 and more. And then there's this prize of gifting someone something. You're like, got to do it. Can't not do it. And <clears throat> the most I've got to is 15. And then inevitably life gets in the way and I'm, I'm broken. But then what I do is I just like, yeah, whatever. I, I'll just go back the next day. Um, 
But what, what I like is that they also measure the total sessions you've done, <coughs> um, which is interesting to me because then it actually keeps me honest in a way, rather than me thinking in my head, oh yeah, I meditate every day. You know, I do, I do 20 minutes every morning. Uh, not quite. I, like this year, I've, not, I've done 181 sessions, <coughs> which is, you know, like almost half, like yeah. 50% of the year. Do you know what I mean? The, the one thing I'd like to see, though, is um, maybe like a chart of the year and when I've done it, because then maybe it would make a bit more sense to me, because I know I haven't done it like day on, day off, day on, day off. I'd be interested to see through the course of the year, what periods of that year was I doing it in? And was there anything going on at that time or not? That that would be interesting to me now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> with a data binder. Yeah, exactly. So what, what, what exactly do you mean? Like, such as what going on? Like, stress or... Yeah, like, for example, busy like, work. yeah, busy at work, you know, like, now would be the period that's the busiest of the year for me. So I know consciously I'm choosing to do it every day. And I, I'm, I've even upped it to, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes now. <clears throat> um, but also, like, <clears throat> I guess my, my memory's not going to serve me that well through the course of the year, but there might be moments where I remember for, for another reason or whatever. And I think, Oh yeah, look like at that period I was pretty stressed out and I wasn't doing anything. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's almost like, um, just, mm. just confirmation that, yeah, this, cause what I, what I'm finding is this is changing the topic slightly, but what I'm finding is with this, uh, headspace app, that I find myself like, oh shit, I'm pretty stressed out. I've got, I'm like anxious about stuff. I'm like not sleeping well. And then I realize, oh yeah, I haven't meditated for like maybe I don't know, four days, five days. Start again, build back, build up a buffer, and then I'm like, I'm in it. Do you know what I mean? And that that that's a distant memory then. But it's always I always recognize the symptoms of it before the the the, the fact I'm not doing it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you, you the 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 trick is to not let, and I said this before, <coughs> not let infection get in the way of uh, progress. I guess. Yeah. So, like, if you break that cycle, the idea is to get back on the bike and and start again. Or it, it the, the people start with New Year's resolutions and say, right, I'm going to do this for 30 days straight or whatever. Yeah. And then they break after inevitably after a few days or even a week, and then it, they feel like it's the the quest is over. Instead of instead of just jumping back on because that one off day or that one bad meal doesn't necessarily mean a bad week, bad month, bad year. Right. Exactly. Um, but it sounds like it sounds like you. So the the Mindspace app, which I've not, I, I can't get into. It, it's 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 using like this idea of gamification to try and get people to build the habit. Yeah. Right. It's like what once the habit's built. Do you do you necessarily need to log into Mindspace, or do you do you find do you, is a hundred is a hundred eighty one? I think the times you said you've used it were, were there times when you didn't even need to use the app to meditate. Yeah, or did we, you, that's the thing. That's the other thing. Like the the fact I'm using an app to do mindfulness meditation is like it's irrelevant. I, I don't need to use the app at all, but um, it. Because I, I, it's also like a safety net because what, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> you know, as we discussed on WhatsApp earlier, like mindfulness isn't necessarily just meditation, right? It's lifting weights or walking or eating or doing the dishes or it can be applied to whatever. But um, yeah. 
what this what this app does is it gui- it guides you so you can like it brings you back to the the focus which is either visualization or focused on a sensation or your breath or whatever so i think i've maybe i'm just a lazy meditator and i need that like kick back into line do you know what i mean I've, yeah but i've done it occasionally without and it's fine um but for some reason i need that like block oh here's 50 i've got 15 minutes before my son wakes up i'm gonna do a 15 minute meditation now or do you know what i mean it just sort of like fits into my life like a lego block and uh i guess if i was doing it without i'd be like yeah i don't know i don't know how long i've done then my mind would start thinking shit have i done seven minutes or 27 minutes or whatever and then that would send me down another rabbit hole of anxiety probably (laughs) that app's given a few conditions which gives you like albeit small, a little sort of reward or pat on the back, hasn't it? So you see, you sort of feel good. You go, oh, that, that's fantastic. That was good. That was worth it. Yeah. And I, that's what I had with that language one. Yeah. But then uh, just recognizing that that's, that's the conditions of the app. And that, that if you follow those conditions, it's getting you not, um, it's getting you reliant upon the app as opposed to teaching you the skill. Yeah. And if you can take those conditions out of the app and put them into your own life, then maybe you can get to a point where you go, right, I meditate because of this as opposed to the app. Yeah. Um, so there's a guys, there's a couple of guys that I've worked with in um, more of the fitness side of it. And they're just trying to get fit or commit to a program or commit to a certain amount of training sessions. And uh, I'll give you two examples that one guy. Um, so he, at the beginning of each month would give his, um, would give his wife 80 pound each month. Uh, and he had to train a certain amount of days that month. If he trained the right amount of days, his wife would take him out for a meal um, using the money. Um, if he didn't train those days, his wife would then spend that £8 on anything she liked. Um, so he kind of set, set these conditions to where – either way, it's bad. It's not like he was giving himself like a really bad punishment. But it was enough, enough to make him think, right, let's do it. So then my wife takes him for a meal as opposed to her just going to spend it on whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, Little, uh, like little things like that, um, like little reward systems, are, are worthwhile putting in place. Because <clears throat> I was going to ask you, where do you stand on that? Because I heard a story probably on a podcast somewhere that uh, someone did a similar thing, but he wrote a check and gave it to a friend, and the check was for like I don't know five thousand dollars. And he said, if I don't lose a hundred pounds in six months or whatever the timeline was. Um, send this to the American Nazi party. And this guy's a well-known Jew in America, right? So it was like the worst possible, like the thing you've just described is like, oh, you know, she might buy a dress or she might go out with her mates and get lashed or, or we go for a meal. Awesome. Either way, it ain't, it's not like the stakes aren't that high, <clears throat> but this dude like went all in and wrote a massive check and he, like it would have, it would have had his name on it, and it would have been listed as a donor to the the American Nazi Party. Obviously, he lost the weight, so it worked. I, I just don't, I just don't agree with that way of motivating yourself. Like, I just, I just think there's something like lacking. There needs to be a what if whatever the, you're trying to achieve, you should be there there needs to the reason behind of it needs to be strong enough that you want to do you want to do that thing so whatever the course of action that you're taking whatever your journey is you sh- you should be 
enjoying it in the process. You shouldn't need the fear of something happening to encourage you to do it. Otherwise, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You follow me? Like, and I think what, what people, I keep, I, I say to people often, like, it, they, they kind of ask the question, like, how come you train all the time? And like, you must be so motivated. I'm like, well, I, not really. I enjoy it. It's like the best part of my day. Like, I really enjoy the training session. I don't think, oh, shit, this is hard work. Like, this is the, this is the fun for me. And there's, it comes a point where you, you get to the, you enjoy it more than actually missing the session. So you want to do it. There's got to, there's got to be a better way than, you know, I'm not writing checks to say that I have to go to the gym or, uh, there there has to be a point where you, you begin to well, what, what if, take what pleasure if, from whatever you're trying to do. What if you're, what if you're you, but you hate the gym and you're obese with no visible abs and, uh, your health's at risk. Like, and the last thing you want to do is go to the gym. You enjoy fucking, I don't know, Hall of Darkness 4 or whatever the games are like. But, uh, but in order for you to live further, you know, beyond 50 or 60, you have to go to the gym. Like, is it, is it still unhealthy for that, that like, um, gun to be held to the head? <clears throat> sort of. I just don't know whether it's the, if it's the most, uh, the, the best and most effective way of keeping people in long term. Yeah. I think it works short, short term, but what's the science say? It's not the, it's not like the purest way. I mean, ideally if someone's like, oh, I need to lose weight. All right, well, why don't you go to the gym and really enjoy yourself? You go, okay, great. And then if that actually happened, uh, fantastic. But the majority of people don't get the same sort of self-esteem that, that you get. If you go to the gym, you leave thinking, yeah, fantastic. I did that and I did this and now I feel better about myself. Great. Whereas other people just don't get that self-esteem. They go along and for a minute one, they're just thinking this, why am I doing this? The same as if so I, why, I why, what? Because they just why, don't, why, they don't, they don't have the same connection with working out and achieving, lifting a weight with self-esteem. If I said, if you, there's plenty of things that you don't get the same self-esteem with. If I said to you, right, you've got to go and learn Mandarin um, and you've got to do, you've got to do 30 minutes a day, every day. And you had someone who is a linguist saying, why don't you just do it? Just do it. I, I love doing it. You'd be like, well, I don't see any connection with learning Mandarin with any sort of satisfaction or then it might be worthwhile for you if you had to learn Mandarin to put yourself into a situation. Mm. So if you were in the situation, maybe then you'd go, right, I need to do it. I need to do it as a short-term fix. I went to a seminar and they were talking about music and the impact it has on um, exercise. Uh, and he finished off the seminar by someone asked, what do you see the future trends of fitness in terms of like the psychology of it? And he sort of finished off by saying, I see technology taking over and more and more technology being involved, more things like TVs on treadmills and more music involved. And I was like sitting there hating it. I was thinking, no, no, surely if we're looking at psychology, we need to figure out a way to make people just enjoy going for a run in the park or going to like chop down some trees or whatever, just enjoy an exercise in any way. Yeah, yeah. Going, and he basically turned around and went, well, the science suggests that the majority of people don't like exercise and the way to get the majority of people exercising is giving them a distraction such as TV or music pumping in their ears. The more you can, the more you can distract someone from thinking, my heart rate's really going, I'm sweating, 
the better in terms of the, the, the mass people. And using music and TV distracts people from realizing that physiologically they're really stressed. And that, by the science, seems to work. Um, so as much as I hate it, it seems like when we're talking general pop, TV and technology is going to take more and more um, control over it. Um, and with it, like, didn't, the, didn't the old, the, uh, what was the crazy app that went, what, where uh, they were collecting the Pokemon thing? Didn't that get yeah, people like, way more active in, in a short term? Where they, I mean, has that has that died already? I mean, it, it got probably it, has. It, yeah. Yes, it gets people short term. in what two three months. People are out and they're out walking, but I don't think those people have then thought, "Oh, great, uh, yeah, I actually see the benefits and all this extra activity." I think they probably just moved on to the next game and now sitting on the sofa again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, right. in. I totally yeah. agree. Like if you think, well, wait a minute. For that month, that person was running around in the streets chasing someone else. Then it was a good thing. Um, Yeah. Do you think uh, it's uh, an options thing as well? Like people only feel that they can to get healthy, they can only go to the gym, and then there's a you know they may hate working out, i.e., going to the gym and doing machine, machine, free weight, machine, kettlebell, abs, home. They may hate that like idea, but then they don't have enough education or um, yeah. I don't know. They don't have the options available to them to to make another choice. Do you think that that's no, a I, factor? I think it's just. Who are you asking? I, I just think it's. <laughs> not going in there and coming out of it thinking that was fantastic i mean the whole experience in terms of like especially with education like you said i think they'll just go through there just think, i mean if you've got like a, a transcript of every thought that they had in their head from the gym when they went in it's probably filled with not being confident with anything they were doing not really sure what they're doing thinking about whether someone's looking at them thinking whether i'm doing this right or wrong what should i be doing is this even going towards what my goal is and the whole experience is just like not a pleasurable one um and I guess you're right in going for the education. Just, some people just don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking broader than just the gym. Like, you know, like to me, <clears throat> I tell people I'm doing jujitsu, they look at me like I'm a teenager going through a phase. Do you know what I mean? But <clears throat> so to some people, I know it's an alien concept. Like, oh, why would you do that? Why would you go and roll around on the floor with other people? Or, you know, horse riding. Why would you go and ride a horse every weekend and don't you isn't it expensive or i don't know hiking up penavan or whatever do you know what i mean people like i don't see much inspiration in people or thought in people about what other things are available to them to get fit and healthy 100 percent. like the the uh i think a lot of Right now, people see is like, okay, I've got to get fit, and they think, okay, I've got to, I've got to go to a gymnasium, and I've got to do certain things, which include some cardio, or maybe lift some weights, and maybe do some curls, and that whole there's there's poor poor education of what it really means to get fit and what's in what's involved, yeah. shitty coaching, shitty shitty uh, poor and uh, over exaggerated expectations of what they they can actually achieve in a short amount of time. All of this stuff is like counterproductive whereas i like, give you an example like a have you if so let's say somebody came in who's like the typical example what i'm described before where you don't you hate the you describe me saying you hate the idea of going to the gym you know you've got to lose some weight but you don't want to do it 
like there's there's things like there's companies out that uh, or or groups called like Good Gym. There, uh, I think I just saw it when I was in London. They um, they take like groups of people that want to get more physically active, and they go out into the community. And they, rather than going to the gym and lifting weights, they will go to like let's say like uh, parks, and they'll spend like three hours like actively cleaning areas up. Or let's say some old lady needs a brick wall built outside their house. They'll they'll move the bricks around for us. So they're moving some weight around and getting active. Like people, people, personal trainers go default to the, okay, let's get you on the treadmill and we'll get you warmed up. We'll do a five minute warm up. We'll do some light stretching and then we'll, uh, we're going to do some weights and we're going to set you on a, uh, we're going to do four sets of 10 and it's the, the typical response because, because they think that's what you need to do to get fit. But there's like, think, wouldn't it be great if personal trainers went, you know what, you don't need me. Actually, you should go and join a running club. Or, you know what, have you thought about going and playing some sport or joining Good Gym instead? Because yeah. they're probably more likely to get fit through that and find a purpose or something that they actually want to train for, a, a goal to work towards rather than away from uh, in an ideal world. And I just don't think that's that exists right now. That's probably where people will end up and, and uh, that's the future trend for me. Do you think that's where it'll go? Getting yeah, because more... it will, it, I, th- I think the history repeats itself. It'll come full circle. Like people will start getting back in more into sport for sure. Like sports participation is going down. Whereas sports really, if you think about what they're there for, they're, they were invented to, to get people active and give people goals to work towards and make it enjoyable at the same time get them physically active, test them in certain ways, build their willpower, their motivation. Tra- training itself now is the is what people are seeing as being what needs to be done to get fit. But we figured this all out a long time ago and worked out that actually if you make it enjoyable and create games out of it, it's much more fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> Adam, um, uh, <clears throat> just, just to totally go off subject, I forgot... I rudely didn't ask what language you were learning. Uh, Swedish. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Uh, and another I'm question for you. Another, <laughs> another question for you, Adam. <clears throat> um, do you feel you're uh, enough in the game now with Get Ahead Coaching to tell us what what is different about you as a, a sports psychologist versus what else is on the market? Um, yeah, I mean, for me personally, like, I mean, my, my personal, I mean, I'm sure there's other sports psychologists out there that have the same thing, but I just think that I've, uh, obviously the, there's the educational side of it, which other people have obviously ticked that box, but <clears throat> I, um, while I was studying it, I was actually playing rugby. <clears throat> so it's, you know, like a professional level and going through school and trying to balance like university with trying to be pro rugby player. And uh, and I just kind of think that I went through that whilst also learning and being very aware of what's actually going on inside my head, um, which one probably didn't help me in terms of actually rugby because I was overthinking things. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, helped, it helped me understand a lot about what's going on with with. Um, with pro rugby. Um, and then I think the fact that I also then didn't jump into psychology then, I then went into the fitness industry and, and did um, <clears throat> things like boxer size classes I took then and boot camps. 
to one-on-one PT and going into people's houses to doing kind of like a referral thing for guys that were overweight and wouldn't leave the house to CrossFit, then to strength and conditioning and the sports teams. To So the, the physical side of it, I've, I've worked with people. Um, and then on terms of like the performance side of it, I've been there myself. So then I think I've just got quite a bit of experience, um, practical experience being out there that wasn't specifically about psychology. And uh, I don't think I've got a, a, quite a good understanding compared to someone who just decided, right, I'm just going to be a psychologist. I'm going to go and read loads of books, do some lectures, get a PhD, and then I'll, that's me done. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, which unfortunately, um, people, I, I feel, go towards more of an academic thing than people that have actually worked with people and understand a bit more. Um, so I think my uh, experience in, in the past has helped me a lot with it. Where do uh, where did the 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 typical like educate if you take the education and you get your PhD in sports psychology or whatever, where do those guys end up? What are the, well, the 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 majority of people will go they'll go like undergrad masters, then they'll um, they'll uh, basically become lecturers. And uh, or if they don't become lecturers, they'll just do a PhD, be a doctor, and then be a lecturer. There's, there's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to make up a percentage, but I know it's very low the amount of people that actually go through sports psychology and then actually get a job as a sports psychologist. Everyone just goes back into lecturing and studying. Partly, be, one reason of that is because it's such a new field. There needs to be a lot more, a lot more studying and a lot more um, research done. But on the other side of that, I think a lot of people that come through the academic side of it tend to tend to be a bit or tend to not be in a position where they could just go into a, a, a group of 30 rugby lads and all of a sudden start to talking about psychology. Um, or go into a you know a go up to a golfer who with no experience with golf and start like relating to them about how they play golf and what they should do. So I think it's it's quite a difficult thing to do because um, and I get asked quite a lot when I'm looking at psychology. They say, "Well, what have you?" You get the impression of what have you done? Um, how, why, what have you done? Tell me what about it. But no one ever asked that about an S and C coach or a nutritionist. Yeah. Uh, but when, as soon as it comes to psychology, they say, "Well, what have you done?" Uh, whereas I feel like I'm in a better position to most to say, "Well, I have actually done something." So if, you, if we're talking sport. Um, so I think it's just it's good to be in that position, and I think a lot of people just go take the easy option of just going right. I've got an education. I'm just going to go back into the field and just be a lecturer, or I'm going to go and teach psychology in a school, or just do loads and loads of research, um, which needs to be done. I'm not saying that's a that's a cop out anyway. I just think, I do think it's a bit harder to go into the practical side and say right, I'm going to go out there and actually try to make people more confident, more motivated. Um, Mm. The uh, yeah, the, the so when because I think if you think about the well myself even if if I was gonna spend some of my hard earned cash on something it would you know I I pay for some a little bit of programming I pay for my like my supplements that I feel like they're worthwhile I pay for maybe a, a more premium gym membership if, if I'm going there a lot 
like it, it, it's it's psychology right now feels like it's down a long list of other priorities that might you yeah. would probably pay for first like the the quality of my food or my supplements or the gym that I go to or the gear that I buy to wear my shoes all those other little crutches ahead of what what you and I probably preaching the converted here know that sports psychology is probably one of the the bigger priorities really but it's less uh acquired when people have any spare cash to to, to spend um okay. so i guess, i guess my my question would be how <laughs> how would you how would you sell that to somebody you how do you how do you convince someone that it's worthwhile well, it's difficult because i mean i mean every single i mean everything you do originates with a thought, right? I mean, there's nothing that you do that you haven't thought about first, whether it's nutrition or whether it's whether you go and buy a new rope or it's all started in your mind. If you can kind of condition the absolute basics of what you're thinking about and what you're motivated towards and why you're thinking things, then I think it has a huge knock-on effect with absolutely everything else. Um, getting people to actually, under, actually to go through with it and to acknowledge that, I find is a difficult thing and part of the reason why it's so... Um, why people don't really jump onto it like they do with nutrition or strength and conditioning. Um, interestingly, as soon as you get into elite sport where performance really matters and it's a literally, literally a matter of your career, whether you perform or not, um, all of a sudden psychology just jumps back in and everyone's like, right, it'd really be good if we had a psychologist to help. Um, so people really appreciate it when it comes to like the elite. But in a general sense, people don't appreciate it as much, which is a shame because the reason why they're not elite in my mind is because we don't have the same psychology. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 it's like commonly known and accepted that the, the, best, the best in the elite, that people ex- accept that a lot of people put it down to talent, but the, once you get past the talent, people realize that it's about hard work, motivation, discipline, uh, going the extra mile, doing more than the other person, um, and and yet that that everything you're discussing there is sports psychology, and it's not. You, again, you and I know this, but people probably think of sports psychology as I need a treatment or an intervention because there's something wrong with the way I think, whereas it's really more about building all those characteristics that I listed just before and get becoming better as a skill as a skill set of those all those mindsets that that people are usually could have could work on yeah you, i mean when you when you look at sort of elite elite sport and you see whether it's football rugby athletics or whatever the olympics when you have when they're having um interviews before or after um everyone talks about psychology we talk about how they're focused or how they're really motivated how or whatever um, no one ever sits there with the commentator and says, well, I've been eating all my, uh, I've been getting my macros in, they've been going really well, uh, my protein content's been high. No one ever mentions that. They rarely mention their, their programming either. They always talk about psychology. And from my point of view, whenever I watch it, I'm always like, there we go, everyone's talking about psychology again, or the state that they're in, or the state of mind through performance. And they'll also use it as a reason for why they didn't perform well, psychology, psychology. And it's, it seems really obvious for me um, and I felt that firsthand as well myself. Like I was like, the reason I'm not consistently good has nothing to do with what I'm eating. It has nothing to do with how I'm training. The reason I'm not consistently good is because some days I'm just mentally just not there, and other days I am. 
Um, yeah. yeah, that's what led me into being so interested in it. Um, but then again, when you come to more of the mainstream and away from youth sports, people just don't want to know. They're just like, tell me the nutrition, tell me uh, yeah. stuff, give me some programming. Oh, a new program. I mean, if you talk about someone who, who has a goal of, I want to uh, drop 15% body fat, how much, how much relevance to that has re- and sets got to do compared to psychology yeah it's it's, it's I mean, a, you're doing, way way down the pecking order in terms of actual results if you think right I, I want to lose 15% body fat and people will pay for the difference of whether they do 5 sets of 10 or someone goes well what you need to do actually is do 3 sets of 20 alright okay fantastic whereas but then they might not turn up to the gym all the time Right. So you're you're asking like in terms of real life and real results, where is it? Um, and I think Matt, you for you, it's down the peck in order because it, it isn't a factor. But for someone who's less likely to turn up to the gym four times a week over the course of twenty four months, it's it probably should be number one, right? It's it's yeah. it's massive because if you take ask think think of any. Body, both of you, okay? Think of anybody that's asked you for advice about how to train and how to get in shape. The answer to their problems is not what exercises and what supplements to take. The answer is their, their mindset. Yeah. 99% of the time, the people that already have the mindset and are going to the gym and getting, doing the right things, the answers for those guys is probably, it is probably found in consistency. Like they're probably already doing the right stuff. They probably already know enough. They're probably lifting weights. They're probably doing some cardio. Their nutrition's probably pretty good, but they're probably just not consistent enough. I think it's mindset first, then it's consistency, and then right at the final, when you want to put the icing on the cake, it's fine-tuning the sets and reps for whatever your specific goal is or fine-tuning the nutrition. But getting yourself there in the first place mentally and physically is is number one. Can, can I? Can I you, you've just said that, and a, a thought just crossed my mind. And I'm not self-deprecating, but like, <clears throat> yeah, people, because you you included us all in the, the the ask there. Like, think of how many people have come up to you for advice for training. And I was thinking, yeah, quite a few people have come up to me for advice for training. And then I was thinking, like, I'm not exactly the the typical person you'd go up to to ask for advice on training. I was thinking, like, a how desperate are people or like lazy or idle or whatever. What like what drives someone to come up to me? Do you know where I'm going with this? And ask like, how do I get in shape? Because I'm not in shape. I don't demonstrate a perfect mindset. I do not track macros. I do not have lifts to speak of. But yet people still uh, ask. Or what, I where find people go round and round in circles. I think Big Brown, you kind of. <laughs> Okay. Like people go round and round and round and round in circles and the problem is not what sport they're doing what sort of exercise they're doing the problem is the, the, the psychology the mental side of it yeah. like if people go how many reps do you do oh I do 5 sets of 20 oh I might start doing that I guarantee you it's going to make no difference yeah and, unless you actually it changes your sort of mindset and you start enjoying it or, or whatever but um, it, it to me, to me, it's it's really irrelevant. The first thing you have to sort out is, uh, is the psychology, your mindset. Do you know what I'm also thinking? It's the, it's the old. 
Go on, man. Go for it. I was just going to say it's the old. It's the. It's, I'm just thinking about um, Karate Kid and the old uh, Mr. Miyagi, like wax on, wax off. Like he was teaching us that lesson in that film, where it's like, it's like okay, and 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 uh, I can't. What's his? What was his name? That what the the kid in Karate Kid? Daniel San. Daniel San. Daniel. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole the whole idea was that he he had to learn the the uh, wasn't necessarily wax on wax off wasn't necessarily the technique. It was like you needed like go through those stages first and get be want to be part of that system and that way of learning before you actually become, become proficient. It's interesting. Would, would that Mr. be Mary your advice then? Time. Would that be your new advice? Go and watch Karate Kid and then come back to me. What's the, what, watch Karate Kid. What is the lesson in Karate Kid? Yeah. That's, if you can, yeah, if you can answer that, then I'll give you advice. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy, learn to enjoy the process. Do you know, uh, I'm, I'm also thinking that this podcast inadvertently is, is probably very, very topical for this time of year. Oh, yeah, totally. We've, we've nailed the Christmas special, like, topic list with no planning. Yeah. Um, the, New Year's, the New Year's resolution is, and uh, I'm, <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how many, people who's, how many people's New Year's resolutions are, are uh, almost complete. At three hundred and what fifty days or whatever we're into it, yeah. If you ask people how their resolutions are going, the only ones that would be still doing it are the guys that haven't set New Year's resolutions. They're just constantly striving towards something they were trying to achieve. Yeah. Uh, I've got a question in from a listener. Uh, if I do five hundred kettlebell swings Christmas morning, can I eat what I want that day? Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd say yes. <laughs> what weights the kettlebell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me check. Are we, are we above, above head or to eye line? <laughs> US or what? What are we talking? <coughs> and how long do you take to do it? How intense is this? What's the intensity level? It's ten every two hours <laughs> between it's now and Christmas as, Day. <laughs> as long as your heart rate doesn't go over 140 beats per minute, because you want to stay inside the fat burning zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh, Tabata the jump Tabata Tabata <laughs> 20 seconds on 10 seconds off if you do it any more or any less then it's going to mess it all up and you'll 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 lose all your gains <laughs> it, uh, it, Sean it, it, it depends is the answer it, sorry nice, no, nice. Gun, no more See? gunman names no yeah. Sean 83 you see how we followed? We didn't give an answer. We just gave another question. No, it's fine. I was testing. I was testing your bullshit earlier, and you, you passed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, do you have? Have you got New Year's resolutions nailed down yet, or not? Me. Yeah. Well, it, it was on my list of. Uh, I'm, I make notes ahead of these quarterly podcasts now. Uh, yeah. And I've been through most of them. I had get ahead coaching because I was interested. We briefly spoke about Ross training, motivation over discipline, options, although that was ad hoc. Uh, then the listeners' uh, question. Um, I've got Winter Sun on the list. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the El Tryptophan. <laughs> yeah. HTP. They're uh, they're in they're in the mail to uh, the lucky winners. 
Uh, and then I do have resolutions, 2017. Or, or goals, or plans. Yeah, you go for it. But I, I haven't got any down. I haven't, I haven't nailed mine down. No. No, neither have I, really. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, cr- I'll cross yeah. that one off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll be doing the exact same thing as I've done. I'm, I'm, uh, I want to be as... as and Adam's going to correct me here on whether these are goals or not, but things that are in my head about trying to achieve this year are like trying to be as... And I'm talking about physically here. There's probably other goals as well, but physical stuff would be... Uh, or physical mental pursuits would be uh, the classics of like read more and uh, be as fit as possible for the Open. Uh, once the Open's out, I want to... Out the window, I want to take out some of my cardio, start eating more calories, get stronger. Classic, like... And the, the goals are the same as probably what they were three years ago when we when we had our last podcast. I want, <laughs> I still want to hit, like, a 200K squat. I want a 250K deadlift. Uh, and and those were the same two, three years ago, and I'm nowhere near. Nowhere near. I'm going backwards. I'm nowhere closer <laughs> than I was last time. But I feel like I'm in a better place to do it this year than before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Resolutions are always the same. Read 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 more, which is a good thing. But is that like t- com- is that compound or is that like starting from zero again? No, I'm I'm getting I'm getting better at all these things. I'm working my working myself out. That's the thing. Okay. What I'm re- what I'm real so what I, you were talking about mindfulness and I uh I've I've been a uh, an audible.co.uk member for what five years or something i've got like hundreds of hours of audiobooks to work through and I'm, i've probably read half of them um and the best time when i was getting through the most of that reading in inverted commas is was when i was training for the ironman i was doing a lot of running a lot of cycling i would just put on audiobooks and it would just kill time uh, I've started doing that again. So I'd, I'd got into the habit of playing the same gym playlist over and over again. It was driving me nuts. And I'd been doing cardio uh, in the mornings regularly for the last maybe six to 10 weeks. And I just switched it out to doing, to, to, I said, okay, let's take out this art, the artificial motivation of some music and then just throw on some, just throw on a podcast or, a, or an audio book, which is even better. Yeah, and just relax and enjoy the process of of getting the cardio done without necessarily flogging yourself. It was, and I, I, th- I find that the audiobook helps me do that. Like m- my personal way of doing things. Normally, if I had the cardio, I'd be like, okay, I'd att- I'm gonna I'm gonna attack this. I'm gonna make it as hard as possible. I'm gonna really work hard, try and kill myself, and think oh that'll work better. But actually, I'm finding that the consistency of just turning up, doing it at 90 percent getting it getting what's written down on the page done at a at a more steady state is actually being more effective for me hmm. which we, I, people people kind of i don't know where I'll, i don't know i've seen both sides of this again i think it depends like if you're trying to get necessarily fitter for a competition you want to periodize it and peak for a certain goal but go, going through taking it steady state and just enjoying the enjoying the cardio and, and using it as a, like a moment to relax and somewhere else is really working for me plus the benefit is i'm getting through hours and hours of these audiobooks so i'm inadvertently reading way more um and uh, we we don't have tv here i mean we have a tv and we watch like 
series like everyone else does, but we don't sit and watch like BBC One, for example. There's not like a yeah. So I'm finding myself. We have a bookshelf that's right in front of the TV now as well. So or right by the TV. So you, we'll, I, I find myself reaching for a book and spending like an hour reading rather than just scrolling or searching through YouTube or watching TV. I do that more and more often. So I'm finding better ways to read more, which is good. Awesome. But, um, and, uh, fitness wise, like I'm, I've got my weight in check. Uh, no, I wouldn't say I was overweight, but I was, I feel like I'm probably at my best to do, to do the open this year. And I got my programming set up. I'm having other people deal with that. I've got myself a, some video analysis. I'm paying for some video analysis online from a weightlifting coach that will help me when it opens finish to really progress there with my strength. Uh, figured out my diet and nutrition now that I'm settled in a home and we've got uh, buying in bulk from Costco meats and basically Stan Efferding's advice on going to Costco and buying meat and bulk and rice from there and just keeping that diet seems to be really working for me. So I feel like I'm in a good place for 17. Great. Ooh. What about you guys? Did you give them much thought? <laughs> uh, I'm, hunt- I'm hunting my second stripe on my white belt. I, I, I'm facing the very real possibility of being the longest serving white belt in Dutch jiu-jitsu history. I, 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 feel that, I feel that's going to be on my resume one day. Um, it's a good it's a good Twitter description. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Um Yeah, it's a weird one, Jujitsu. It's it's class and even when it's a shit session I still come away feeling like amazing and satisfied. But the I I think I think out of anything it's probably building a bit of resilience in my brain because I have three or four shit sessions and I mean shit like getting like literally molested by people that it's their second lesson or they've been going less than me or whatever versus one then which is a good one where i feel progressive and things start clicking and then i'm back in that three or four which are terrible and then back onto the one so yeah but that that's that's the focus I i was i think when you dropped off matt i was saying to adam that the I'm trying to, because I can only train twice a week at the jiu-jitsu place, I'm trying to, first of all, train in work, because we have mats in work, and there's a couple of uh, purple belts in work, so that's good. Um, so we, I supplement the twice a week at the gym with twice a week maybe in work, but then what I want to do, I guess it's a loose goal, is to be, um, every time I do go to the school for proper lessons, is to not let cardio get in the way of my learning, if that makes sense. So that's why I'm doing hill sprints and rope pull-ups and stuff. So I don't, I don't miss out because of my fitness. Um, but that's, that's my only one. Cause I think a few years ago, probably I nailed the reading part and reading, reading now is just like a, a habit. It's a daily, the daily thing. Um, by the way, you should, I don't know if you've read it yet, either of you, but you should either, Put it on your Christmas list or read it ASAP. Is Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. That book, that book's the game changer this year. Uh, we can go in more into that if you want. Um, and that's it, really. Just those things. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You've told me about tools a couple of times. 
It's it's a layer. Stocking of filler. Seven hundred pages. That's that's huge, isn't it? Yeah, I got through it in a week as well. But it, it's seven hundred pages. But it ain't really like text. Text. It's, it's, uh, it's a textbook. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so good. Adam. Little yeah. Brew. I was just thinking while you were talking about that. It's, like for for me in terms of like the fitness side of it, like my um my sort of like fitness sort of regime I guess is so habitual now it's, it's such like a habit now I don't I don't really have big goals but my, the goal, it's just like a habit the whole fitness thing now um, it's sort of like just something that I do like 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 I don't need to have a goal around brushing my teeth it's, I just do it every morning I get up and go brush my teeth and then brush yeah. my teeth and I go to sleep same same with all of exercising and I just get up go to the gym I'll do deadlifts at the beginning of the week, then I'll do squats, then I'll do some sort of like fitness towards the end of the week. And I don't really have like specific goals at the moment for fitness. I think I think that sort of evolved because I find that if I do get too specific goals about it, it sort of drifts into more of a performance mode and then it detracts from other parts of my life. And I'm like, no, oh, I, I need to do this because I need to go to the gym because I need to get my deadlift up higher. And I think I'm just going over this point now where I go, I'm happy with the level I'm at. I'm happy at the habit that I've formed. And uh, I'm just putting goals into other things, like learning a language um, and just other goals to do with the wider, wider part of life other than fitness. Um, I think I think speaking of the languages, the reason why I've been going on that, it's, it's, I mean, I've, my, my, my dad's from Iran. I've lived in China for over four years. And I'm getting married to Sweden. I only speak English. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like, come on, what do you need to kick you up your ass before you learn a language? So it's it's a big drive now um, to to get that sorted. And if if I have too much of a specific fitness goal at the moment, it, I think it detracts from that. Um, Mad. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with the the level that I'm at, at the moment in terms of as a habit. So is is uh, two 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 hour imams of kettlebell uh, Turkish getups part of your habit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's or, or did you just forget I mean, about that? <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I mean that is a that is a, again that's kind of so. Uh, um, it is because I can do other things while it, it's it's not like there's a huge performance. It's literally just do the hours, just get in, do it, and then fit it in when I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my go- I don't know what this, this goal was to, to get originally just to try to break a world record. I was like, I want to be in the Guinness Book of Records for something. Um, I've forgotten the guy's name, but I saw that he got like a world record for the highest rope climb. And, uh, when I actually saw it, he was basically just like climbing up a bit of a rope, dropping down, climbing up, dropping down, climbing up, dropping down. So in your head, you think it's like this huge rope. Um, up a mountain but it's not he'd actually just had like a tiny like it was like a crane with a rope hanging off and he just climbed up up and down it for 24 hours until he had the world record um and i thought that you could easily do something like that so then i looked into it and found that there was like zip in terms of world records for turkish get-ups um so i went right so then i actually sent a letter to the guinness book of records saying oh i want to do a i want to lift the most weight anyone's lifted by turkish get-up in 24 hours and they wrote back saying, well, okay, you've got to do over 25,000 kilograms. Um, but during the ap- application, they say, 
how are you going to do you intend to do it and i said i'll do one a minute with 20 kilograms um every minute on the minute for 24 hours which would be 28,800 so that would be 3,800 kilograms over what they wanted as a world record um so i started training for that uh and i've gone up to four and a half hours now every minute on the minute with Jeez. 20 kilograms <laughs> you've um, what <laughs> four and a half hours yeah <laughs> Um, uh, every, but the same thing it's kind of just like programmed it and go right Wednesday morning I've got a free morning I'm going to just go and do that stick on instead of just like sitting there watching Joe Rogan or whatever or watch it or listening to something or I just stick it on as I normally would but just in my flat or at the gym with headphones on just do Turkish get-ups um, and it hasn't got to the point yet where it's really really tough it's 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 still the, the the difficult part of it at the moment is still that it's really boring and it's like right stay with it oh there's a minute go with it it hasn't got to the point where I'm like really struggling to to get it up so um, <laughs> you, you, do you, you, you do you, I was going to say when you how do you like do you ever find yourself lose track of like okay shit I've got to do another one this minute or do you, is it literally a case of you're watching the clock or do you have someone remind you to go again or do you use a timer or because for me, it's got to be the focus. Just, it's got to, like, yeah, absolutely. It is. That's the hardest bit by a mile. It's like, Oh shit, minute go. There has been a couple of times where I've looked and gone, that's looked at it and thought, wait a minute, I've missed that. That's 30 seconds in. And I've quickly done two. Um, but that's a fairly rare. The focus is the hardest bit. Yeah. So far, but I've only done four and a half hours. Like the, it's, it's the focus bit's the hardest bit. But then there was a point where leading up to Christmas, I thought, right, this is really detracting from other parts, other, other goals. So I need to sort of just put a break on that for a second and I'll get back into it in January. But I haven't, um, I mean, it's rule one broken in terms of goal setting that I haven't put an absolute definite goal on it, like when I want to do it um, or have it done by. Uh, but it's something that I, um, I want to get done, partly because it is such it's a physical goal but it's um it's such like a well, it's, mental, mental it's difficult to tell how long it's going to take to actually get to that point of performance like if you wanted to run a marathon you could go online and say here's a training program this is how long it takes to learn to run a marathon from scratch whereas you're probably having to work this out yourself so it's setting exactly. up how do, you, how do you set a realistic goal for what how long it takes to learn that you're probably better just to say, I'm just going to continue to add a couple of hours on until I actually reach 24 hours and then do it for real. Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of loose side of it was I'm going to keep building it up as I can when I have time uh, without letting like sort of two weeks go by without doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once, I, I mean, I still do like deadlifts. It's not like I'm just doing two skips. I still do everything else. Just once a day, I'll go, right, I've got a morning off there. I'll do it. But there's going to be a come a point where it's like, right, that's a full day. That's eight hours. So I'll, I'll need to like reschedule things and say, right, I need a free day here to do it or get up ridiculously early so it doesn't affect my day. Um, but th- that, that time will come. But by that time, I'll probably understand it a lot more and then think, um, I, might, I mean, it might, get to, it might get to 12 hours and I might just think, you know what, I'm just going to go for it, uh, which probably yeah. is what I think to do. But I might just get, after you get to 12 hours, you might go, you know what, I'm confident I'll just do this. Uh, Adam, Adam, what made you land on the Turkish get-up then? What, what, why? I mean, it was such a, I mean, 
I remember I was just sitting in a park and I just wanted to get his book of records and just typed in Turkish get up and nothing came up. And I thought, right. Um, partly as well, I think I'd spoken about it before to someone and they said Turkish get ups are the most miserable thing. Like, they hate them. Like, they hate having to do it. And I was like, 10 minutes of Turkish get ups is nothing. And uh, they're like, oh, imagine having to do it all day. And I think I had a kind of conversation with someone like that. So it's sort of in my head. But um, there was other times, other things as well that played into it. Like, I, I always wanted to do an Ironman and I just thought, you know what? I'm not in a position now where I want to put all this money into buying a bike and traveling around and doing all of this and running. Um, when I've got three kettlebells sitting at home, I could just do Turkish get when I want. It's more, it's easier just to do the training. You can just do it at home with a podcast on. You can do it. Um, you don't have to be out on a bike or running or buying a bike or anything like that. It's really easy to just do. So it just kind of fitted together really. And after doing the four and a half hours, were there any side effects? Were you sore the next day? What's going on? Yeah, like my quads were as if I'd done like like a squat, like a fairly heavy squat session. I remember my quads being fairly sore, but I mean, you'd, you'd instantly think sort of wrists or shoulders. Yeah, um, my wrists wrists are actually fine. Um, shoulders are absolutely fine. It was just more quads. Um, but it was, it, I mean, physically it was fairly comfortable because if you think of it, it's 20 kilograms, but it's, it's basically one every minute, but per arm. So you're swapping every arm. So it's one every two minutes. So, I mean, my heart, your heart rate doesn't even really go up to be honest. It's the mental side of it, which is hard. Yeah. Uh, I've also been trying to keep it relatively quiet because I, I necessarily think there's got to be some monster out there that would just go, I'll do it and just do it because it's not that heavy a weight. Yeah, but twenty four hours is a long time. I'm sure there's loads of guys that CrossFit is now that if they just did it, they they want to do it, they could do it if they really wanted to. It's not um, it's not a heavy weight that their bodies would cave in. It's whether they could keep it up for twenty four hours. But yeah, I, mean, also, I didn't know what you do it for four and a half hours. It's awesome. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's madness. A lot of effort. But um, apart from apart from that and learn a language, um, that's that's my goals for next year. And keep working, obviously, get ahead. I'm going to start doing a bit more. Um, I'm going to start doing a little bit more um, sort of online presence with Get Ahead. A few more videos, uh, um, as opposed to. I mean, at the minute, it's kind of word of mouth and a few Instagram posts. And I think I need to up my game a bit. So I've got a bit of a goal of doing more an educational side of it and a more of awareness side of it with like a video blog almost once a month or once, yeah, once a month to begin with and then look to do once a week maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think I'll up the game to once a week once I'm confident that it, uh, I'm, I'm good at the editing side of it. I don't want to go into it and make a big commitment and it should be really bad. So um, start building them up and just publish once a month and then once I think I've got the knack of it, start build, lifting that up to weekly. Um, so yeah, that's more of like a business side of it. Oh, go. That's a lot. Wicked. What, what's, what's interesting is that all three of us have put, put more thought in it with, to it than just, or there's more planning and there's more deep, there's a deeper level to it than just, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get fit this year. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. 
it's not like this, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read some more books. There's like, or there's there's more to it. And there's like a process behind it. That that seems to be the the common theme, I think. But yeah, whether but, that's interesting to anyone else or not, but I find it is. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. So what are you? What's your? Have you guys got any like uh, podcast and bro goals? <laughs> uh, cadence of one a year works. It's good. Works for me. Yeah. Just yeah. a Christmas special every year. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to do that forever. Just once a year. Because yeah. it's funny because there's so many people, like I know when you put little posts out, there's so many, well, a lot of people are kind of like, yeah, great, great, great. It's not, um, I think it's something that you'd quickly pick up and just get the ball rolling. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for me, like there's even been times where I've been, I like, had my phone on, and it's just sort of rolled into an old episode, and I'll listen to it. I'll listen to the whole thing. Yeah, that's good to hear. Number one fan. Number. Uh, the, I, you know, you know, what I think though, I, the reason that people listen to it and are interested is because it's people that they know. So they're like, okay, I want to hear what they're saying, and that, that's interesting. But I don't think necessarily somebody who had no idea who we were would listen to it and find it interesting. I think usually if you, those those podcasts, the appeal is they've got an interesting guest on or a. The subject matter is something interesting, but we just kind of ramble. So people that know us are like, oh, I don't want to listen to that for an hour or so and, and or 20 minutes of it. Once a year would fill that appetite for those people. Maybe even once a decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm a fan of the idea of doing a Christmas special every year since we, we're doing one now. Yeah. I, I think I can safely commit to doing one next Christmas. <laughs> What about our uh, Islamic brothers? Are we going to do like an Eid special? or? A... <laughs> I'm open to that. Yeah? Of course. So I, I, I think uh, like I think on the comeback pod, we said we'd do one, we'd, we'd look to do one every either two weeks or monthly. And that was, <laughs> that was maybe four months ago. But yeah. we, uh, we, didn't, we didn't nail that goal. Um, I have to we be honest. 50% successful though. <laughs> I'm I'm happy doing it organically. Whenever we feel like doing, when we can just roll. That that that's the way I like to do it because uh, it's it, it's fun, right? Because I think if we start saying, yeah, we're going to commit to once every two weeks or once a month, then it starts getting a bit more pressured. And if like then if we do miss it, we're like, oh fuck, just leave it. Whatever, we'll do it next month. I'm happy. To, like we might do one next week, and then we might do one next December. It doesn't, you know, I, I, it doesn't really matter. I don't think. But interesting to, if, yeah, I, like had, yeah, I sort of, ag- I sort of agree. I think, yeah, most people are probably know us, and they're just curious about what what we're talking about and what we're rambling about. And that's fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I, I would be curious if <clears throat> if we had continued where. Say we'd say, well, we didn't hit 50, but we called it 50. Uh, if we continue, we'd probably be at, I don't know, 150 now or 200, right? Oh, yeah, easy. What would have, yeah, this is a shit question, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like, would that have stuck at people that know us and are curious, or would it have actually kicked into something? That's that, that would be the great unknown now. It will. We'll never know. Uh, oh yeah, and the other, the other, <laughs> the, the other thing, uh, 
In January, I've signed up for an open mic. Ah. Oh. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm writing some stuff because I I I I like writing, but I can't t- I can't bring myself to write write rap music again. It's just I can't do it. The same as the AKAs, I can't do it anymore. I'm even thinking about dropping the bro from podcasting. Oh, hang on, <laughs> he's literally gone. <laughs> <laughs> Battery run out. See you later. Uh, yeah. Drop it. Hang on. Is he back? Oh, he'll come back now. See if he wants to come back. But yeah, that's it. And then we'll see what happens. We will. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this jingle. Yeah, that's that's my project now this week, Christmas week. I was thinking about. Yeah. I was thinking about. I won't. I won't do any spoilers, of course. But I'm thinking about doing some uh, only fools and horses splices. Yeah. Of course. I think your brother's gone. I think his iPad's fried. He's had enough. He's had enough. He quit the game. <laughs> Can't believe he's done four and a half hours of kettlebells, man. That's mental. <laughs> four and a half hours. Just drop that in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought t- I thought two was extreme. That. <laughs> what? What it's is so that? Long. That's it's so long. It's yeah. so long. It's just absurd. Yeah. Aye. Well, well all right, I, th- I think we've, we've, we've hit the natural slump. The natural break. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. It was. Uh, this time next year. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Two, 240 is, is four hours, isn't it? Yeah. So he's done like... 270. 270-ish. Was he saying one each arm? So it's one minute, one per arm? Yeah. Jeez, so if you just, oh but my God. It's not a quick, it's not a quick lift. It's not like it's over in a couple of seconds. It's, it's. You, you must, but if you do four and a half hours a week, you're going to get good at it. So probably you get easy. He's going to have like jacked, rotate the cuffs. Yeah. Scap, scap jacked. <laughs> right, any shout outs? Right, no, no, sh- no, no shout No. Uh, uh, Shout out to um, Winterson and uh, <laughs> Winterson and Live Hard. We'll give a Live Hard one. Yeah, give Live Hard a shout. Okay, yeah. Peace. Nice. All right, take it easy, bro. All right. All right. Cheers. Bye. Peace.